The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. I want to mention a great resource for writers, and this month's sponsor, Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories. I'll expound later in the show, but the short version is this long-awaited book about the craft of creative writing from New York Times bestselling author Steve Almond sets out to debunk the well-meaning but misguided myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and most honest work. Pick up a copy today of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, wherever you buy books, more soon. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. Help us start something special. This episode of The Writer Files is brought to you by Words Matter by Wix. Are you looking for that burst of inspiration to break through your writer's block? Or maybe you just need some quick grammar and style tips. Words Matter has tons of articles and resources to help you become a better writer. Plus invites to intensive and in-person writing workshops you won't want to miss. Just head over to wix.com slash wordsmatter slash blog to learn more. That's wix.com slash wordsmatter slash blog. Been kind of self-employed, working from home since the age of 20. So um, it's something that I've always done. But for some reason, I just never made that connection. I was, you know, half of the day running a small business, doing something completely different. And the other half of the day focusing on my writing. I'd never thought about the logic of bringing the two together mm-hmm. and the fact that the writing was a business in itself. Um, and once I'd kind of made that connection and made that leap um, and formed a, a long-term mindset um, rather than just kind of thinking, you know, how do I sell books today? How do I, you know, what's, what's the latest gold rush and way of doing things? Once I'd um, developed a long-term way of thinking about it and realizing that actually what I need to be doing is laying down the groundwork um, for the next 10, 20 years and making life much simpler for myself moving forward. That was when things really started to change. Greetings, scribes. Welcome back to The Writer Files. I'm still your host, Kelton Reed, and this week, the international best-selling hybrid author and crime novelist, Adam Croft, spoke with me from overseas about the processes, productivity, hacks, and professionalism that have helped him become one of the most successful independently published authors in the world. Adam's previous career was as a freelance designer and editor, but his hard work and persistence over 10 years helped him become one of the biggest selling authors of the last decade. How did Adam go on to sell close to 2 million books in over 120 countries? We'll dig into his inspiring story, including those behind his breakthrough worldwide bestseller, Her Last Tomorrow, and his crime thriller, Night in Culver House series, which knocked J.K. Rowling off the top spot in Canada only weeks after Her Last Tomorrow was number one in the same country. His multiple bestsellers have made him an authority on indie publishing, 
and he's been featured on BBC's multiple outlets, The Guardian, Huffington Post, The Bookseller, and many others. Adam now shares his expertise of the craft at the Indie Author Mindset, where he offers to help authors cut through the overwhelming and often conflicting information that's out there. And Adam was kind enough to drop some of that wisdom here for you today. But stay tuned for part two of this series for a unique promo code just for Writer Files listeners to get 50% off discount on any or all of Adam's courses. In part one of this file, Adam and I discussed his nine book overnight success, how Adam's past life as a freelancer and small business owner helped him excel at self-publishing. The three facets of a successful indie author mindset, why the author's not interested in chasing the latest gold rush or fads, and what it's like to outsell your heroes. And if you're a fan of The Writer Files, please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they're published. And leave us a rating or a review over on Apple Podcasts to help other writers find us. You can always reach out to me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Also, The Writer Files is now available on Alexa because Apple Podcasts are available on Alexa-enabled Amazon devices in the United States. Now all I have to do is say... Alexa, play the writer files on Apple Podcasts, and she'll probably grant your wish. Stay tuned. All right, we are back on the writer files, and I am very pleased to have an honored guest today. Adam Croft is joining us all the way from across the pond. Thanks so much for doing this today, Adam. Thank you very much for having me. So you sound great. Um, I know that you are also a podcaster and uh, your partners in crime podcast is a lot of fun to listen to. I got a chance to check out your <laughs> your holiday special, which was um, had me laughing quite a bit. Oh, good. That's the main thing. Yeah, it, um, it kind of started off. It was meant to be, uh, I guess, an informative uh, crime fiction podcast, but as as time's gone on, we've we started talking less about crime, and it's more just just us messing around for for half an hour a week. <laughs> right. Um, so you and Robert Dawes, your your uh, co-host on the show, seem to have this kind of natural, almost like uh, comedic rapport, right? I think so. Yeah, I think we're just a, a pair of wallies. I think that helps. But uh, yeah, you know, we've, been, we've been we've been friends for for a number of years now. He only lives a, a couple of hundred yards up the road from me, um, and yeah, he's kind of ideal for, as a as a co host really because he's um, you know we get on really well. He's a, a fellow crime writer. He's also done broadcasting stuff for for years and years because he's a, mm-hmm. a a TV actor over here in the UK as well. So um yeah, it's just it's it's great fun. We used to kind of sit around in pubs and coffee shops and things chatting about books and writing and yeah, we catch up every now and again. And we just figured it would be a lot more fun if someone put a microphone in front of us and and recorded it and subjected everyone else to our, our nonsense. And um, <laughs> it's actually gone quite well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's we're, cool. Um, we're in our third year now. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the best way to do it, honestly, is to start, you know, to um, kind of establish that that yeah. really natural thing that, you, you know, you were kind of mentioning earlier. Um because uh yeah definitely having a sounding board 
and someone friendly. Um, you know, I think some of some of the more popular shows that we've done, all the writer files, have just been with with friends of mine. You know, yeah, um, yeah. and uh, you know, when you're friends with with big name authors, that that helps too. But um, yeah, yeah, the show is a lot of fun to listen to. I wasn't really enjoying that Christmas. So. Yeah, thank you. It's a lot of fun to do. Yeah, well, we can talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, maybe you can just touch on, you know, just podcasting for authors in general. But, you know, I want to dig in a little bit into this um, really, really interesting career of yours and how you got to where you are today. Um, I'm sure that it's been, it must seem like a little bit of a whirlwind. I know we're talking (laughs) in 2020, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, well, let's talk about your your rise to to international, you know, best selling author, and then maybe we'll talk a little bit about imposter syndrome also because I know you've you you delve into that a little bit yourself. Mm-hmm. But um, take us back a little bit, and then you know, prior to the successes that you had with your her last tomorrow uh, thriller, talk a little bit about just like how you got here and and kind of this uh, circuitous path to best-selling author? Mm. Well, oh, it took uh, many years of, of hard work and then happened very quickly. It seems that with most jobs and most careers, you can kind of see this, this gradual increase as you go on. But it seems from speaking to a lot of writers who have had success, a lot of it seems to kind of happen in the background and behind the scenes. It can seem like nothing's happening for a long, long time. And then all of a sudden it kicks off. And that's what happens with me. It was nine nine books it took before uh, I actually managed to kind of not have to do anything else and I could just then focus on writing. I started writing my first book in 2008, which is 12 years ago now, which makes me feel very old. I meant to publish it at the back end of 2010, but messed something up with KVP and it actually went live in the first few days of 2011. And that was a a 23,000 word novella, which took me hmm. about two and a half years to write. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was only doing it on and off, didn't really think much of it. As a result, wasn't a great book, but it actually did quite well in those days. There was you know, not a whole lot there on Kindle. I think the, the Kindle itself had only come to the UK a few months earlier. And the competition was much lower and it actually did very well. And it kind of made me think, okay, there's something here potentially um, which could be a career in itself mm-hmm. it was really it was the first thing that i'd i'd written and that i wanted to get out there and see what people thought of it before i kind of you know went down the traditional route or what have you and i very quickly realized actually this was a, a viable um method of writing and publishing in itself and spent the next five years trying to work out how to build on that and mostly failing miserably until i um, did some courses on marketing and advertising for books. And I started to kind of change my mindset and way of thinking about things and realizing that actually as an indie author, you've got to be a business person as well. You've got to treat it seriously. You've got to have a business um, brain switched on um, and get yourself organized, uh, which is very tricky because as writers, we are creative people and that creative side of the mind is easy enough to switch on, but we need to be able to switch on that other side as well and to treat it as a job, as a career um, Mm -hmm. and as a business. And once I did that and started to change my way of looking at things, a lot of things fell into place and I had a book which I'd already mostly written 
and had left in a drawer and decided to get finished, um, which became Her Last Tomorrow, which was a book that I realized could be commercially successful and would be one that would work well with uh, with Facebook ads. And it turned out that it was. Yeah, yeah. Earlier in the show, I mentioned an invaluable resource for writers. Truth is the arrow, mercy is the bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories based on three decades of writing, failing, and trying again. Author Steve Almond is a beloved professor at Harvard and Wesleyan and the acclaimed New York Times bestseller of 12 books of fiction and nonfiction. And in Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, Steve employs the radical empathy he displayed as a co-host of the Dear Sugars podcast with Cheryl Strayed, where they explored the joys and trials of storytelling to explode myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and truest work. The book includes chapters on plot, character, and chronology, but travels far beyond the earnest intentions of most craft books. It also includes writing prompts to generate new work. Pulitzer Prize-winning author Richard Russo called it one of the best books on writing he's ever read, and also the funniest. Pick up a copy of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories wherever you buy books, and add it to your TBR today. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. It's a pretty amazing story. Um, and I know that you had a chance to kind of collaborate with another indie author who's been on this show as well, Mark Dawson, right? Yes. Yeah. It was his courses that I took um, back in summer of 2015, which kind of opened my eyes to the the, the business side of things, and the, uh, right, which is something that I already had. You know, I've been running kind of small businesses most of my adult life and yeah. been kind of self-employed, working from home since the age of 20. So um, it's something that I've always done, but for some reason, I just never made that connection. I was, you know, half of the day running a small business, doing something completely different, and the other half of the day focusing on my writing. I'd never thought about the logic of bringing the two together mm-hmm. and the fact that the writing was a business in itself. Um, and once I'd kind of made that connection and made that leap um, and formed a, a long-term mindset, um, rather than just kind of thinking, you know, how do I sell books today? How do I, you know, what's what's the latest gold rush and way of doing things? Once I'd um, developed a long-term way of thinking about it and realizing that actually what I need to be doing is laying down the groundwork um, for the next 10, 20 years and making life much simpler for myself moving forward, that was when things really started to change. Well, it seems like your background definitely lent to your successes and, and kind of having that startup mindset um, as an author d- definitely lent, it seems, to, you know, as you mentioned it, this kind of 
mindset that you came to. And so we're going to talk about this fantastic course and, and book that you've written titled The Indie Author Mindset. And the book is actually uh, subtitled How Changing Your Way of Thinking Can Transform Your Writing Career. Mm. And you've now turned it into a course that you offer there. I'll just mention the link there is indieauthormindset.com. But I've, I've been enjoying the book quite a bit. And so talk a little bit when you say mindset, I know you mentioned these kind of three facets of that. What, what do you mean exactly when you say um, the indie author mindset? <laughs> Good question. Um, <laughs> I, know, I know it comes out of the book and that's the, what the book is about. Um, but yeah. you know, kind of in a nutshell, I mean, when I came to it, um, you know, I didn't, I, I'm not sure I fully realized, um, you know, that you bring all of this expertise and your successes and, and also your, uh, as you mentioned, kind of the, the business uh, mindset background. And then, you know, you've mm -hmm. kind of created this ethos. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I think for me, as you said, I did break it down to three different but completely interconnected and um, reliant aspects, which is the uh, the professional mindset, the business mindset, and the, the visionary mindset. So in terms of professional mindset, it's about realizing that um, this is something that you do and that you need to take seriously in the way that you would any job, um, which is odd because many people work nine to five jobs that they don't really enjoy they're doing just because they need the money um and then the writing kind of gets put uh, on the back burner which is odd considering for most people they're doing that because they want to do it and their absolute dream is to make money from it and for that to be their job and if you want something like that you've got to treat it as if it is and you've got mm -hmm. to give it the respect and give yourself the respect of uh, putting the time in and and treating it professionally treating it as a job um it's about i guess um dressing for the job you want and not the job you have so to speak um yeah. The, the visionary side of things is about a long-term thinking, which is very much what the indie author mindset is all about. Um, you know, I'm not interested in what's hot today or what the new long, you know, new gold rush is and, and, and what have you, or, you know, what the latest ad hack is. It's about setting yourself up for a long-term career. Uh, you know, I get so many authors who come to me who say, you know, I had great success a couple of years ago. I had best year ever. And since then I've, I've not been able to get anything to stick. And hmm. you know that's you know that's, that's just the way it's going to be. If you're always chasing trends and trying to get onto what's new and what's current, um, it's not going to stay new and it's not going to stay current, and you're not going to hit it every time. But there's a lot in this industry that stays true and that is evergreen um, and always has worked and probably always will work. And they're the things that I I prefer to stick to and to use a lot of the more traditional business and marketing approaches to things rather than trying to get kind of too much uh, along the line of chasing new fads mm -hmm. um and and the business mindset which is basically accepting as i said earlier that you're running a small business um that money isn't evil it's it's a necessary that you're going to have to deal with because you're asking people to part with money for a product you're going to have to spend money um it's looking at the fact um the differences between expenditure and investments a lot of people are worried about spending money on covers or spending money on editing and you're not right. spending money you're, you're investing in something um you know that 500 dollars you put in you're going to get back 10 times over because you're improving the quality of your books you're 
putting something into your career, it's not dead money. So it's, it's looking at the differences there, um, looking at advertising and marketing and, and data and, and what have you. So, um, yeah, it, I guess it's about switching on the business and professional side of the brain, which quite often is in conflict with the creative side. Mm-hmm and about looking at things in the long term and thinking about tomorrow and not just today. Yeah, all really important things. And and it's great. I mean, the book, it has this great forward by Mark Dawson, of course, mm. and um, some really great quotes in there also. But uh, yeah, it's interesting that you talk about kind of dispelling these myths and it really is about, you know, just cutting through all the bullshit out there, right? Because yep. there is a lot of it to mm-hmm. to cut through. And, um, you know, as you put it, you know, there are tried and true stuff. And then, of course, there's just so, so many smoke and mirrors and, and people that want to kind of take advantage of uh, aspiring authors uh, who are kind of mm-hmm. starry-eyed, right? And getting mm-hmm. back to those uh, really important tenets of... Uh, you know, just what's the most important? I, you know, I do love that you have this kind of, um, this great quote, ass on chair, fingers on keyboard. You know, it's not, it's, it's not uh, rocket science there, but also, you know, kind of remembering that as a startup and, you, you know, as you mentioned, even if you're an established author or, you know, um, an aspiring indie author, that these things are, are equally important and, and they can come, you know, authors can come to this um, mindset from whatever, whatever level they're at. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely about stripping it back to basics um, and looking at things that are, are tried and tested and true. Um, as you say, there are lots of people who are only too willing to come out and say, you know, this is working brilliant for me right now. And, I think it can work for you too. And quite often that's not the case. And I prefer to stick to things which are true for, for all authors. You know, the fact that writing more books is going to earn you more money and that should always be your priority. You should be working on the next book and getting more material out there. The fact that residuals are a big business, that your mailing list is going to be your biggest marketing tool in the long run. And the email is not only uh, not declining in usage, but is becoming even more important as a marketing tool in in terms Mm of cutting through the bullshit, as you say. uh, Social media now is is full of ads and ads are everywhere and being able to get directly in contact with people and build up a direct relationship um, has has never been more important. So mailing lists have never been more important. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it's, you know, there is a lot to cut through um, and there's a lot of, this is the new big thing. This is, this is the next gold rush. Um, There's a hell of a lot of that out there. Um, Most of it is not applicable to most writers. Um, And for me, it's about cutting through that, getting back to basics and, you know, rather than trying to, um, you know, sell snake oil, just stripping things back and saying, you know, this is the long-term established way to set yourself up for future success years down the line, rather than promising that you're, you're going to be a millionaire overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, the indie author mindset is, um, of course, something, uh, I will link to in the show notes as well as the book. Um, I think honestly, indieauthormindset.com is the bl- best place to start out there because you can get the books, you can find the courses, yeah. and there's resources there. Mm-hmm. And uh, later in the show, we will actually mention 
a uh, promotion that Adam has put together for listeners mm-hmm. of this very podcast. So stay tuned for that. And thank you, Adam. It's a pleasure. But yeah, let's uh, let's talk about you a little bit more and just kind of, I don't know, what that, what, it, what does it feel like to outsell some of your heroes as a, as an independent <laughs> author. And then let's also talk a little bit about kind of, um, you know, when you did achieve that success and you got noticed and, and I think you did kind of a hybrid deal, you know, what that was like, or, you know, um, whether or not you consider yourself a hybrid author at this point. Um, well, I mean, things changed very quickly, as I said earlier, even though I'd been laying down the groundwork for a long time. Um, it, it took off within a you know, matter of, of days and, and within weeks, I was going from earning kind of you know, $20 a day to, um, to over a thousand. And it was, uh, yeah, it was great, obviously, <laughs> but it was also a lot of things that, <laughs> that, that changed and needed to be juggled. You know, a lot of, um, podcast appearances, interviews and videos and stuff and, um, various people obviously wanting help and advice and always trying to, you know, help as many people as I can. And that was right at the end of 2015, beginning of 2016, and yeah, it was then a case of just trying to um, capitalize on that really and, and focus on, on where I went from there. Um, Amazon Publishing got in contact quite quickly um, after obviously seeing the book rising up the charts and seeing how much it was selling um, and wanted to talk to me about my future plans. Um, and they came to me with a deal which was kind of later that year. Uh, later 2016, and they wanted um, to repackage and republish Her Last Tomorrow, um, which by that point was, you know, starting to, um, it kind of reached its um, height, I think, and was starting to drop off a bit. So I was perfectly happy for them to to do that. Hmm. Um, They wanted to give me a nice bit of money for it. So I thought I'd kind of done what I could with it. So I was fairly happy. And they wanted the next book of mine, which um, was one I'd been working on, but again wasn't entirely happy with it it was a bit of a departure from what i'd done before but they seemed to like it and again wanted to give me some decent money for it so i said fine okay i'll I'll write it and you can have it that came out february 2017 Mm -hmm. um and it was the uh, kindle first choice that month and as a result it um hit uh, store-wide number one in the uk and us and uh, amazon in their author rankings uh, had me ranked at that point in time as most widely read author in the world, which was obviously <laughs> amazing. Um, but it was kind of overshadowed because at that point when I got the email from somebody telling me that they'd, they'd seen that and, and showing me the screenshot of me as the most widely read author in the world and JK Rowling in second place, I was um, <laughs> at that point I was uh, in the hospital um, oh, no. with, with my wife who was um, about to give birth to our first child. So. Oh, okay. That story ended better than <laughs> was, I thought it was going to Yeah, no, yeah. It <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us for this half of The Writer Files. And if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review to help other writers find us. You can always leave us a comment or a question and visit the entire archives at writerfiles.fm, where we also humbly ask you to support the show with a secure donation to help us keep going. Just click the little yellow PayPal donate button over at writerfiles.fm. And you can always chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week. And thank you. <laughs>